You gonna intro us in? Oh, I guess so. If we're just gonna dive into it, or we're just gonna jump Brian, right in. I don't you know. need to. We need to buy these people dinner and you know finger them a little bit first. Oh, what, Jonathan? Please, no, Jonathan. We, we can't not, just, the show isn't about. We that. can't just oh. jam this podcast into them dry. That's. I don't understand where you're going with this kind of sexual innuendo is it's too much for me to be honest with you this kind of sexual innuendo i think lubed them up real nice so we're ready to start yes Mm -hmm. we really need to decide what happens at this part part of my arm is just the background what do you mean it's because you're you're a hologram don't really exist it's the the Delta variant, so we could we can't have Brian in. He's got pre-existing conditions. You can imagine which ones. This is, this is like uh, like Back to the Future. Like I, I accidentally bumped my dad out of the way, and now someone else fucked my mom. So oh, what is that? What Back to the Future? Yeah, is about? You're, you're fading. Yeah, it's it's about mom fucking. I think that's the takeaway. Yeah, he's trying to avoid fucking his own mom. Uh, while also getting his dad and his mom, who is like, they meet because he's like a peeping Tom, like hanging out in the tree outside her window, watching her take her bra off. Mm. And uh, what, what happens he goes- is he falls out of the tree. He's supposed to get hit by the car, but like Marty shows up and pushes him out of the way. Then the mom tries hard to fuck him. What? For the whole movie. Yeah. So he goes from uh, trying not to fuck his mom to transition into being his dad's wingman so that he can fuck his mom. <laughs> Have you not seen Back to the Future? It's been a while. I have to be honest. I, I do not remember a lot of it. Like, like the, I know, mean, like, I only beat off to it a couple of times, so it doesn't really cement in itself in my memory. Like, I wish we had a stained drop for every time somebody said it's been a while. It's been a while. Well, you like, uh, she, she assaults him in a way because, like, he, uh, he's got his pants off when he wakes up in her room and she's like, I've never seen purple underwear before. But then, like, when she hears, like, her mom call for dinner, she's like, put your pants back on. Yeah, the ultimate fantasy. I think that that do you think that is the origin story of stepmommy porn? Yeah, back to Maybe. the future. <laughs> yeah, she just she just unzips his fly. Your move. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing to say that she didn't blow him while he was sleeping. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, there's no evidence to the contrary. Well. It's just his esophagus would, or her esophagus would disappear somehow. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how the science works on this whole thing. She doesn't. She wouldn't make herself blink out of existence. If she, if she blows him at whatever number of miles per hour that the car went to make this reference work. <laughs> oh no, the Libyans! How fast did the car go? Was it eighty-eight miles per hour? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that is not a very fast car. No, that is well, that, that's, miles that's per hour. Sorry, yeah, that's how fast they had to get to, you know, travel through time. Obviously, that's like the same opinion. The first time I saw Speed when I was a kid, I'm like fifty, whatever. No, so, yeah, no six. <laughs> it's my because when we were driving through Maine to get to Skankfest last year, the speed limit was sixty. I think, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's close to a hundred of uh, our, uh, but it kilometers per hour. But it didn't feel that. Fast. It felt kind of slow because I don't know. 
It didn't feel because maybe maybe just maybe it was one of those. Because we were trying desperately to call the airport to get a refund on our flight, um, and we would wait uh, twenty minutes at a time on hold to finally get somebody, and then the signal would drop out immediately. Redial. Maybe maybe it felt that slow because of that awful comedy album John made you listen to. Oh my god, (laughs) what was that? Uh, fuck. What was the guy's? I don't even remember the guy's name. Your album. I, I, st- I stand by. Yes, I recorded. I stand by it. this guy who who was he? Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Like an impro- was. It was like an art guy, or something like Emo Phillips or something. Like no, that. it wasn't Emo Phillips. It was some. He was a storyteller. He's storyteller. probably somebody that does like the moth a lot. Mm. I feel like what? that. That that there was a period in comedy where everything, like art and improv and regular stand up, kind of. At least as a viewer, they didn't. You know, they weren't all so separate, you know. And, you know, maybe maybe it's because that kind of art scene sort of took on such a political obsession. Yeah, it's there, but I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, yeah. We don't, I did we find, don't know anything. What I did, did find, find that uh, the, when I was watching that uh, Woodstock 99 documentary, the... The backwards revisionist history. Well, I guess it's all, all revisionist history is backwards, but the revisionist history. It definitely history, had like a 2021 slant on on what was going on. Yeah, the the first thing that jumped out at me was the fact that the the music critics that they got over there immediately assumed that. <laughs> That suddenly, because DMX was singing, what was the song oh, that he was yeah. singing? Yeah. What was the name of that song? It was like my Edward, yeah. and like yeah, that, oh yeah, was that was that was weird. So there, there was like a call and response with DMX, and he was allowing the crowd to say the N word part. And yeah, I remember the guy talking about it and like, imagine what a black person was thinking in that audience. They were doing it what too. Do you, maybe, they were doing it yeah. right along with them. I mean. I, they were probably like, "Awesome, DMX is on." That's right. What do you? Yeah. What? And they were probably barking the whole time. And you know, it's a certain. <laughs> yeah. You can't not. Yeah. No. no like I, I think. Like even through like my, like my eyes, like thinking about what I would have done then, and looking back at it now, now it's funny. Yeah. But then I would have been like, "Yeah, yeah, I get to say it." But. uh I wonder if that exact same scenario happened now. If people would still say it, I would wait and see if the other no. people around well, me were. Wasn't wasn't there that thing with? If um, a lot of people were saying it, and you're you are getting permission. Well, there's that know. thing with I don't uh, what's his face, like a couple Kendrick years Lamar. Ago, Kendrick Lamar, and somebody came up and said it, and he was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 yeah, whoa." I don't think I don't think uh, if I have to speak for. Uh, dmx uh, rest in peace he uh likely did not give two shits about the the political implications of uh he probably didn't even know where he was casually saying the n-word uh in a song that he wrote uh, and allowing the he probably was excited that a lot of people were singing along with him and maybe the the idea that 
the, a whole bunch of drunk idiots were saying it didn't it didn't have anything other than the fact that they were uttering some syllables out of their mouth well, I, I don't know what the and point he's is he's probably right about that i don't know whether the the my my, you know, my the, favorite thing is that they kind of uh retconned the offspring as the uh the social justice leaders oh, of the day what is that i don't remember any like the, is I remember, something that you guys they look like a middle aged couple now, oh my god way. i i said to, like, like noodles, noodles looks noodles. like your aunt Susan. I was like, oh, that's Nanny's friend from down the hallway. <laughs> I mean, just they I I remember like at this time in 1999, uh top three favorite bands for me were Bush. Sure. Were Bush X as some may know them as. Uh The Offspring and Limp Biscuit. And even at peak, I like the Offspring times. I remember watching I don't know if I don't think I had the whole thing on pay per view, but I think I was watching footage of it, and I remember seeing the offspring and thinking these guys suck live, and they're terrible. And then they they like they they made a point of having like Dexter say just like hey don't grope anybody right, and like they're they're framing it like the offspring saved the day as if like it it was just shitty stage banter and they happened to have landed on the right side of history like at the moment it wasn't like a statement no i don't think but they but the statement is also so useless he said hey guys don't be grabbing women like that you know and because he has to prove his punk rock bona fides he says hey instead why don't you just grab the men by the balls yeah yeah, like, that, well, that, if you have that, that taken undercuts such a, the message a little bit. Yeah, if you're taking such a strong stance against sexual assault, then maybe you shouldn't, you know, allow it to happen one way. I think the real hero was Jonathan way. Davis trying to sick people on the rapists. Yeah, that was that was good. He came off pretty well, but yeah. he I think his performance was before things started going bad. I do but f- yeah, I, I wonder whether he he seemed to he seems like like listening to the music back in the day was probably the most genuinely like fucked up one of them, but has aged kind of gracefully as far as the guy from Corn possibly could. Oh, those things albums, have, things have turned out pretty well for the, Jonathan Davis. Some of those actually, at least the first four albums, because I, I downloaded some stuff just to sort of get back in the mindset of it. Uh, that second Limp Biscuit album, that one that I love, that I was mad that someone stole it at a party. Hot Dog Water? No, the one before it. Unlistenable. I it's probably fucking got it garbage. On the shelf there. It's got mo and together now with Method Man is a genuinely good song. Yeah, because of Method Man. Yeah. But, but uh, uh those, yeah, Nookie sucks. What what are the what are the those good first break stuff? Those first four corn albums though, like they're still oh, yeah. okay. Like they're not early corn holds up way better than Limp Biscuit. I still have a soft spot for the first two Limp Biscuit albums. We listen we listened to hot dog flavored water as a joke like a couple of months ago and it's horrendous but yeah, the one thing i agreed on with like all the journalists they had in the uh, uh in the documentary the they're music like, critics they're not journalists i don't think or whoever the fuck that uh, they're like they're all paste magazine style pitch well, there was like style. a well he's probably a music one journalist black, for uh, the to- new york times but there's a new york times guy but in any case well, aside from that the only thing i agreed on with them was uh they're going well uh, they wanted to make it seem like Frank Durst or like Fred Durst started all this shit, but uh, Fred's he, dad. He, Frank he, Durst. Frank, hey, old Arab. Um, hey, if I if you could pull down that dirt tower, uh, that'd hey, be real Fred. helpful. 
what the hell are you doing, buddy? But like, they're like, uh, Fred Durst just like he was, was Fred Durst. Like he, he was a retarded man who Fred Durst and he came out and he did a retarded man thing and everyone like, I mean, he did the, the limp biscuitiest thing he could have possibly done. And even they, they did the same thing. Like imagine the nerve to like, imagine that was like the peak of Fred Durst's ego. Yeah. And he's like the swearing hard rock top of the world. I worshiped that man at that time, man. And I had the you think that it's a wise idea that your festival is falling apart. And they're like, hey, excuse me, uh, Mr. Durst, could you tell everybody to calm down, please? Like, I know what I would do in that situation, and it would not be what I was asked to do. Yeah. It's like um, like later on when the, the Chili Peppers were playing their set, and there was actual fires and shit going yeah, on. And like, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Anthony Kiedis, known reasonable man. Uh, could you, you know, tell everybody to, uh, stop having fun and to, to be nice and so, stop it with, uh, the property damage. So then they play, let's, uh, stand fire. next to your fire. The, well, they, yeah. can you Jimmy imagine Hendrickson? the guy that had to approach like naked flea to ask him to tell them to calm down? I mean, that's, that's a song that they've put out on an album and there are literal fires happening. Yeah. Like, how could you be the chili peppers and not play that song? You can't blame them for not reading the room. No, just and again, they're probably all on on drugs and like peak ego. Well, what and is they're, this? They're doing what's this here? Just wiping. Just keep going. Keep let me see. Keep talking. I'm because you know having three drops of water on the table would be much more distracting. Than... <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to make show sure. us the absorbency of your. I'm not worried about making rings on the podcast table. Or right. I can get you a coaster. All right, finish what you're saying. What are you saying? Respects the wood. But I'm just like it. It just it's just ridiculous that they would expect these like rock stars to like be the rational uh, voices of reason in this this thing. Limp Biscuit is partially known for having a riot breakout during their set at Woodstock, and people riding on the planks was a big thing. I mean, not to say that it's not bad that anybody got hurt, but it's an awesome story. And like, if if you were that guy, that that's, I don't know, that's something that I would want part of my legend to be more than just, I'm the one that unsuccessfully told everybody to stop rioting. Well, like the uh, the they like the people that did the most harm were the promoters. Uh, those press conferences were hilarious. Like they'd show someone, they'd be like, uh. There's a lot of like trash and shits overflowing, so um, maybe you could get some guys to clean that up. And he's like, "Why don't you just suck my dick?" Yeah, somebody was like, "I can, I'll get ten guys and we can do it." Yeah, and he's like, "I will give you a thousand dollars an hour. Be my fucking guest." <laughs> the same guy that's like, "Yeah, they blew it all out of proportion here." I mean, like you look at the numbers, ten rapes tops. Yeah, <laughs> that's not that bad a deal, folks. Yeah, and oh yeah, and just like you uh, think well, that there should be more. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm saying there should be at least ten times more. I That's mean, right. Proper music festival. There's no how many rapes were at Evolve this year. I don't know. Never. Capitalism wasn't able to provide an adequate number of rapes to get everybody through that weekend. I think there's no better way to sum up Woodstock '99 than the fact that there were people rolling around 
in <laughs> shit. shit thinking it was mud from like it was Woodstock in 68 there's no yeah, perfect that, way that, <laughs> yeah it was that, a, it was a weird mix of people just wanting to destroy things and people that are like have seen a picture like i remember i had the double album of Woodstock 94 when when that came out and seeing like all the mud people there i saw that as a kid and i was like that looks like so much fun so probably those same people five years later get their chance and like i want to be one of the mud people man that's a that's a weird thing to sort of come to terms with as like a 37 year old man is like putting myself back into that headspace when i was 15 and i wanted so bad to be a part of that i watched that every day on much music and like now like looking at the after effect like that was probably like sadly enough the defining moment of our generation <laughs> like just what do you I, don't, mean? I don't want to be to at a concert like that especially no like way. especially oh no not now if i can't i i went to i went to a show at the panic room like a week ago and just it would just brutalized my entire body like just standing there for like i had to several times throughout each set bent, pretend that i had to tie my shoes just as an excuse to kind of crouch down and give myself a little back stretch pro move would be gonna go to the bathroom but anyways then you have to wade through i don't know what even the bathroom situation is in there um and like between sets had to go out me and may went out to the car and we're doing like calisthenics just to, to get ready for the next <laughs> isometric thing. exercise and not not even in the mosh pit i'm just literally standing there and my body is screaming at me it was rough so yeah being at woodstock i've never the biggest concert i've ever been to was paul mccartney at citadel hill um like in i'm gonna say like 2005 and it was just the the least like I couldn't physically do it now, but at the time I was like in my, I was probably like 25. Me and May, we just stood in the same spot for the entire day and didn't drink or eat anything. So we didn't have to like go to the bathroom or, or anything. Like I just stood in like a two foot by two foot square. What if you just an, brought a like walker? You know, one of those old people walkers that you can sit on <laughs> yeah. as well in the middle of the concert. I would love and then that. Just keep if that was if an option if i had one of those no one would even bat an eye they'd be like that makes sense you it yours would have to be a full-on like yeah. like a couch it would be <laughs> it's got a fridge on the side <laughs> that's right yeah it's like drink holders you'd have shit. a lazy boy and maybe like to do a beer helmet yeah, yeah like it, it kicks out i can put my legs up it, yeah you'd need like a you know a, a white noise maker so you can go to sleep for a little <laughs> while maybe a mobile <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that, that's that's like a fraction of the number of people. And even on that day, I remember we had a group of friends that were in the same spot. Whenever somebody had to go get something to eat or use the bathroom or something, they were gone for a minimum hour and a half. Like that's just how long it would take to, to get, walk, get to something, and come back. Um, I I, I saw Kiss at on at the same place on Citadel Hill like a week later, and we had shelled out for like VIP tickets, and there was like bleachers up on the side. It was so much better. I could see very clearly. Nobody was standing in front of me. I could sit down. I could get up, go to the bathroom, and smoke a joint and get a slice of pizza and be back in my seat in the course of like two songs. Oh, that sounds amazing. I, yeah. I went to Ghost uh, like two years ago, and I spent. You saw a Ghost? Yeah, yeah, in uh, Bangor. Wow. Or Portland, the Righteous Brothers. What? Ghost. The Righteous Brothers. You know. Oh. 
you know, like the song. Do not goes. come. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Uh, do you, do you know Ghost? Do you know who Ghost? The is? movie? Yeah, Patrick Swayze and Debbie Moore. It's a beautiful story about love. And then he comes back from the dead and then he co- helps her make a pottery and then has sex with her. I was talking about the uh, the guys that dress up like Satan and like play melodic uh, metal songs. Oh, cool. Like the devil? Yeah. The yeah. devil There's does a guy music? And he comes out and he's dressed came up down like, from a, Georgia? like a devil pope or something. But I spent most of that concert like walking in between people so i can get like glimpses is, of the band this is the this is the music that's Keep playing talking. when i it's ent- just flavor music yeah this is the music that i play when i enter a woman <laughs> very violent <laughs> my <laughs> eyes turn to red <laughs> you, you look like an like an arab from a jack trick uh, jack chick track what have you seen the jack chick tracks he no. depicts uh, no, no Jack tricks in India. <laughs> he, he depicts uh, Middle Eastern men as like pretty much demonic. Oh, but, well, progressive, yeah. I guess. You know, yeah, him no, and they, they were Bible comics. Well, the idea that there's, there's this thing that he, they do where they think they say, well, you know, Nirvana were, you know, ever since Nir- when when Kurt Cobain died, the light of progressive rock and roll died along with yeah, him. Yeah, I don't remember anybody it. talking about Nirvana as like feminist icons back in the day. I oh, look at here they are wearing dresses. I on certainly Saturday did. Night so Live. that's why I want to ask you. Like, did you guys ever hear no, about no, this? No, this sudden I was mean, news politicization me, yeah. of because what? Because he wore a dress on stage once. Is that the? I mean, he, pro- he probably. I don't know. Was I would assume probably. They anti-war. wrote a song called "Rape Me." Yeah, yeah. I don't think he would. Uh, yeah, I don't think. First of all, I think if Kurt Cobain was around now, he'd fuck. He'd for sure be alt right. He wouldn't oh, be one hundred percent. Yeah. Although I will agree with them that new metal is like fucking like music for retards. Like it. And I, uh, so you, you you said in the group chat that you had some some questions about just the music itself, yeah, and how it was specifically sold. this. I was because- I was super into all of this kind of music. I didn't. I didn't own a kid. I never listened to was, a full Kid Rock album. I remember oh, enjoying. Man, it was the so fucking funny. I loved. I loved all of the singles. I loved Baba like, Baba and Cowboy. Future I, political potential candidate Kid Rock and his first like the first thing he says that's anything political. He's like, "This is how deep Kid Rock thinks." Yeah. Well, for, for, Monica but, but, Lewinsky is a hoe and Bill Clinton is a pimp. Yeah, that and that was after like a long drawn out about how misogynistic this all this music was, and oh. I'm like, no way, dude! And then Kid Rock comes out. I was I was more shocked that he was a Democrat for some time. That was, was uh, he? Yeah, yeah. Bill Clinton. He a recently pen. he had a really funny tweet um, defending himself using the f word, like the uh, the bad f word. Okay, I, I forget what I. Let me let me try to find it. You guys keep well, talking. Well, the the idea the the question I had was specifically that because I don't remember being into because I listened to Limp Bizkit and I had the Kid Rock album. But, you know, I was a basic bitch kind of guy, man. I just yeah. whatever listened to whatever, man, whatever we, was kind of at popular, that time. I think but, we all were. Uh, I don't remember. My specific question was only because I was in Dubai. I don't remember ever anyone ever talking about. Nirvana as progressive and Kid Rock and Limp Bizkit as I don't whatever cons- conservative I guess by that by, by that measure I don't care I don't think people I didn't never think about that. it that way no it was it was 
So this is sort of red. This is a uh, yeah. This is sort of. Uh, it's a 2021 lens on like a 1999 thing. Like and it, and it's it, it's as though it's completely impossible to see those that period of history, that period of a thing that actually happened that people lived through without the eyes of you know without without these sort of 2021 even is it even possible because it seems like as though every iteration of history well that uh, that was kind of i lived the, through it and i never saw i never saw any of these I, I like, think crazy narratives it, it was these, it was exaggerated but i i don't think it's completely made up that that moment in culture was particularly misogynistic and homophobic i think there's some truth to that is definitely yeah. way exaggerated but yeah like the i don't know it it was it was more open but not i don't think it was any more misogynistic and homophobic than hip hop had been since yeah, all through for, the all through the nineties, but yeah. now it's or is current. Now it's, it's now more it's more it's more mainstream. Yeah. And but yeah, it's it wasn't that was probably part of the the alchemy, I guess, of mixing in like rap stuff with with rock and metal, rock and roll. No, it was uh, like uh, the reason why I would say that's the defining moment of my generation is more to do with uh, like just the destructive like energy from it just a bunch of people with nothing like no cause they were unified by nothing yeah there wasn't like the early iraq war in the early 90s was done yeah because they were completely bored like i I watched that and i think i cannot believe what you guys had it it really must be a different sensibility because i watched the the destruction and it's uh not to be sound like woke about it but it it's genuinely horrifying because yeah, as I I don't, I don't understand the reasons for it, but also it's also discomforting because you kind of uh, get this because sometimes you know I talk to my ten year old sometimes and she's you know when in the middle of something, we were walking through the woods, and you know she's been into sort of finding plants and weird mushrooms in the woods, and okay, uh, you guys like to trip together. <laughs> I knew it was she, can she do a heroic yeah. dose? Yeah, she bought. She decided Somebody to buy. Somebody call CPS right now, yeah. please. She bought a post. She told me to buy a poster uh, on for her online to put in her room, and it's a. She's like, oh, it's just a poster of Alice in Wonderland, and I gave her my credit card. It's the last time I ever do that. <laughs> so I just gave it to her. I gave You're her like, my account number. Just get the fuck out of here. I said, all right, because it was just like a present for her. It was a grading present or whatever. Yeah, and she wanted a poster. <laughs> And she, she bought it. She was like, oh, I got a poster. And then it came in the mail. And it's a giant fucking, you know, uh, floor to ceiling poster. Uh, it's from Alice in Wonderland, but it's of the, the of caterpillar. The caterpillar the and he's with, with a bong a on a, a hookah on a mushroom. And it's just got all of this psychedelic <laughs> artwork. <laughs> And you know he's the the word the Alice in Wonderland is like is the smoke coming out of his mouth. <laughs> so she just got a giant drug poster in her. That's room. a hard way to old. find out what she's into. I don't. She just she just keeps drawing mushrooms everywhere. She just loves drawing <laughs> mushrooms. I love it. You know she's interested in the science of it or whatever. I don't know. So she might yeah. be having a grow up here soon. But she we were walking through the woods and we found this crazy patch of mushrooms and. For some reason, she, you know, she picked them and she put them in the thing. And we were standing somewhere and she was, I guess she was kind of bored. And just in the midst of this boredom, 
all of a sudden she just smashed all of the mushrooms the things that she picked herself yeah and uh she just smashed them like these pretty little mushrooms that she picked and i said what are you doing why did you so well, i was bored i didn't know what to... i said and oh. i could i wanted to um, uh well now uh, like think about I, that i mean i slapped her immediately and i was yeah. like how dare like, you destroy oh, i'm gonna get bored and smash you yeah that's right <laughs> No, no, but it's like that's what I saw with those kids, right? Yeah. They, they just said they just say like, they've they were just they, they've achieved they they have nothing to strive for. They don't have anything to do. So well, why not and just and destroy no, no shit? No consequences. No consequences. Nothing. You know. Yeah, well, they, they this spent is, all weekend yelling, over there. "Show me your tits!" Like every chance they got. Yeah, like, just fucking wrecking whatever they could. Like uh, and think like think of that like the thing with your daughter Woodstock '99. And also now everybody's sitting at home for like almost a full year and suddenly those statues are looking pretty tempting. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, that's exactly, I mean, I don't know. Defining moment that of our is, generation. But it seems very, yeah, but it's not, like it, it kind of happened in India too, you know, like when they tore down the, like the people who tore down the, that 400, the Babri Masjid. All of those guys, the people, the guys that were doing that, they were all unemployed dudes. Yeah. Right. And here's another thing. Well, they, they, immediately... they all justify it after the fact. Like it's, it's very clearly just a bunch of bored kids wanted to destroy some shit, but they can kind of afterwards justify it and be like, well, $4 bottles of water, guys, That's what right. else are you going to do? But tear this motherfucker to the ground. Oh, here's another but thing. Like in the moment, nobody was like four dollars worth water now no, therefore good. i should destroy this place it's they're destroying the place and then they if they had even a moment of should i be doing this and, like, and then somebody's going like four dollars <laughs> <laughs> well i mean the, at one point i was watching this and i thinking i'd it, buy that but <laughs> <laughs> they were doing the, uh, i wanted to ask you guys like what you thought of, because i have a different so they immediately they do this thing about well obviously it's white male rage it's white male rage and I, I, and I, I can like, attest to just being aimlessly just angry with no outlet for it or sure. reason for it to exist yeah, but but the modifier white what what was it about the because it happened in India and it happened in the Middle East where you know the Arab Spring you know when all the riots in Boston. like no one no one looks at that period of indian history and they said well you know you see it's a uh, brown indian British. it's probably indian uh, indian male yeah, well, rage, well, there was know? a line in the the woodstock documentary where somebody said like imagine if this was black people just all this destruction the police would be right in there to stop them immediately i'm like well, right. no, yeah. we saw that show. Yeah, we be that. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah, it didn't turn out. The season finale didn't turn out exactly in that manner. Um, um, oh, there was. Did you? I don't know whether you guys caught that. As soon as they were saying, "Oh, we saw all of these pictures," uh, you know, it was obviously white male range and doing a montage of people of just dudes and of course cargo shorts. Like, and uh, there was one. There was one shot, they quickly cut to it. I wish I had a screen cap of it. And it was just a group of five dudes and they had their pants pulled down and they were waving their dicks and there was at the edge of the frame, there's clearly one Indian nerd as well with this <laughs> tiny penis. <laughs> I saw it. One of, one of the soldiers. I saw him and he had, yeah, he was real. Yeah, he was solid tech support. <laughs> he, still, he had like one of those like square frames on. That was on the best well. time of his life. Yeah. <laughs> 
he's he's telling his kids about that. I mean, if I was ever in that, uh, in that, uh, if I was caught in that concert, streamed. Uh, if I was, I was caught in that concert, I would one hundred percent be the guy who got killed. In, or, or died well, I was, I was looking there. for a picture of that guy because did you notice that he was? I think he was wearing Brian's exact shirt and was just like, a fa- <laughs> "Oh right, that guy." Yes. <laughs> there was a guy that like imagine Brian who's there with the he's got like, a little tw- journal. twenty year old. He's keeping oh and, the journal guy. Yeah, the journal. Oh, that was a twist. The journal. They just keep like they're not interviewing this guy. They keep putting like quotes of like his oh, how his what, journal. I, I imagine him standing in the mosh pit with a little notebook writing this stuff, and somehow it survived. Oh yeah, he's like um, Kid Rock was great. I will get that album. He played every instrument. <laughs> I can't wait to see Mick, uh, Metallica tonight. It will be badass. And then, like at the end of it, they're like, "We went looking for him, and he was dead." Yeah. yeah. As soon as they started, like showing his like very earnest journal entries, and like, "Oh, this guy died for sure." You see the mayor of Rome coming in, like trying to fucking hang with the kids. He's like, "Hey guys, it's real groovy time we're having here." I was just hanging over with Puff Daddy. He's a real groovy guy, you know. Was Puff Daddy there? Yeah, they showed him like walking yeah, around. He, he was he was in the documentary briefly. I don't think he performed. Harry might have gone on stage with somebody for like a song or something, but I think he was just there for the for the spectacle. And it was still yeah. it was still Friday. And fucking Moby's like, I, I was gonna. Oh my god, Moby was such a. They didn't even bitch. have my name on the plywood. I mean, I would be fucking I would be just as butthurt as Moby if my name wasn't on the plywood. Can we bring sure. up Moby's t- neck? Oh yeah, I mean, in a different life, John is Moby. <laughs> One hundred percent. Universe, John. Yeah, yeah. He's got anarchist for life on his uh, <laughs> on his neck. Um, man. He, I, go ahead, man. What do you? Mo- Moby was pretty much my dad for the first part of it until he started getting into like vegan for life. Yeah, yeah. Look at look at that. Shit. He had something else on the other side. This, I guess he didn't talk about his. Uh, that must have been more uh, more recent. He didn't talk about his me doing. I guess. Classic but, male feminist. Did you, you heard about his made me doing? Eh? I, I remember no. hearing something. I didn't hear him and Natalie Portman. I guess it was. Oh yeah, I remember that where she he was just like talking about her as if they were they like had a whirlwind romance and were dating and she's something like, like that. I'm not, I, he's like he's a I, creep. I, or I met I met him once. You met Moby? No, oh. like that's Natalie. Portman Natalie Portman was, oh. said like yeah we met once but we were not in a relationship. Oh yeah. Yeah, but good for him, man. Oh, trying to get at, that oh, the, feminist the arms pussy. is pretty good. Animal rights. Fuck. Oh my god! What a, Who's what being a f- convinced by this Moby? Man, who, who, you know who, what? Who, I've who, changed my mind. Now I'm a Moby fan. I'm gonna download. His I don't old, think this uh, is Moby. Yeah, he's not got a <laughs> Stevo. That would be amazing if you got a Stevo. You know, I didn't. I oh, actually Moby opens up about his face tattoo. Well, that's good. In inked man. I liked his. Uh, I like that somebody, first album of his. Somebody gets a, a face tattoo and they're like, "Nah, I don't want to talk about it." That, pr- yeah. that probably happens never. <laughs> it's not a face tattoo. It's a neck tattoo. It's, yeah. Does he have a, a face neck... tattoo? I don't see. Someone yeah. gets a face tattoo that says, "Ask me about my face." No, tattoo. He's got. A, he's got a little something here on the eye. <laughs> that's a teardrop. That's a permanent teardrop. I, that's because he tried to kill because Natalie. It looks Martin. like it looks like scissors or something. I don't know. It's his tribute to the movie Us. <laughs> 
I think my anyway, f- yeah, Moby was uh, was being a whiny bitch the whole time. I think my favorite part of that whole documentary was uh, Dave Matthews just go like saying titties, like yeah. like a retarded man. Like he was like, I see a lot of it's a lot of titties out there. Look at the titties. Well, he was the least offensive of all of them. I think. I mean, uh, another. I, I, do you think that they even asked Fred Durst to be in this documentary, and he said no, or do they just? breeze by with the I mean slander. he's clearly the antagonist especially at the end like they the promoter really puts a button on it like after we've seen like failure after failure after failure of how, like how this thing was run he was like man I think we would have won a lot better if Fred Durst didn't incite a riot yeah, yeah. He's, he's like Kurt Loder really fucked us that weekend but it's it's funny that they're showing the footage from that night and clearly like things got worse during Limp Biscuit's set. But but again, if you have a song called Break Stuff and people are starting to break stuff, like obviously that's the next song to play. Yeah. yeah. But then they they cut to like Rage Against the Machine burning a flag and screaming "fuck you, I won't do it." You tell me, and they just move on. Like, yeah, nobody got riled up about that because you know they were they were correct politically. Oh, they love Tom Morello. They yeah. love his radio show. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it was it was popping off anyway, and for sure, Fred Durst certainly poured a little bit of gas on the fire a little. But I mean, he was he was he, always going to. Yeah, that's that's the perfect scenario. Break stuff was almost a bigger song than Nookie was at the time. Yeah, and ju- just the idea that that song as fucking aggressive. It, it is was like a top 40 hit in 1999 is kind of crazy like imagine like a super aggro like white white boy frat rock like talking about smashing stuff taking a chainsaw and making your ass raw i would literally like if i got mad at my parents i would go in my room slam my door sit next to my smurf wallpaper and listen (laughs) listen to break stuff just fucking punch the wall i don't remember like listening to it and getting angry like if for me for me it it was uh it was like fun i was just like excited to just be blowing off steam i guess like singing along to break stuff in my bedroom i was angry i wasn't like punching holes in the wall or anything it was just a fun thing it was always so much fun whenever uh, we'd be at a school dance and they would put on a limp biscuit song and all and we could all like mosh for three minutes safely oh man those, <laughs> under adult supervision those uh much music video dances yeah, yeah did you have to put a balloon in front of you and the girl while you were doing the limp biscuit <laughs> or you were no, moshing we, with you? we had we just uh it was uh very mild moshing no no like full body blows mostly just arms pushing um which it was it was slightly more hardcore i don't know if i already told you guys about this but at the time i i used to i i was uh kind of christian and uh i liked a lot did you go to bible camp yes i liked a lot of christian rock what was the song that they would sing there i they uh i used to go to like shitty like new metal like christian rock bands um there's one called skillet that uh (laughs) that was pretty good and the, like yeah, a, a the, Christian mosh pit, nobody's pushing each other. It is just like a completely vertical instead of devil horns. Everybody's just 
doing like the pointing. Up oh, they're to doing the, the Allahu Akbar. They're just <laughs> jumping straight up and down with like number one. Jesus is number oh. one. And what's a Jesus metal song like a? Because tr- I know what POD uh, sounds. I never, like. I never listened I know to Creed, POD. Which, it's like one of those ISIS songs. By the way, Scott Stapp was hilarious in that. Scott too. Stapp looks like he pulled himself together. I heard that he was like a train wreck, oh, but he he. He seems, That's a lot of plastic he, surgery. He must dude. have gone to rehab or something. I, I, I love that. Last, like, I remember seeing like the like the mug shot and like even the other guys in Creed like wrote him on. I love that he juxtaposition. Seemed, like reasonable. when they had him on and like he's like, yeah, we brought out a guy from the Doors. We wanted to tie the two festivals together, and then like nobody gave a shit about the guy from the Doors. They barely gave a shit about Scott Stapp. Yeah, they don't. And I felt bad for the fucking guitarist from the Doors because he had to come out and play Creed songs. Oh man. <laughs> Okay, do we we want to hear a taste of Skillet? Sure. This is from the out. Uh, this is the title track from the 1998 album. Jesus, sir. Hey, you. I love your soul. Beautiful. I I hate it already. No, I like it. It's pretty bad. Mm. Not bad. It's very sp- spooky, man. What's what's going to happen? This is when they put him on the cross. Uh-oh. It's kind of like that Econoline crush. <laughs> yeah, there's that that like corn like baseline. You're bobbing your head to this. Oh yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. I think I can do it. Okay, I'm out. You gotta wait until oh, I get like to it, the chorus. It's because Jesus isn't in your heart. That's why you want to break stuff, dude. I like it. Why don't you put fucking Jesus in your heart, man? <laughs> Why don't you just love God a little bit? You more? know what? You know what's embarrassing? God damn it. I probably would have gotten tricked by that when I was fifteen. What do you mean? Like I, someone would have played that, and I'd be like, "That fucking rules, man." Yeah, but I, maybe I, I do fucking- love God. I didn't listen to full on metal yet by by this point. This was about as heavy as what I, I mean. I got say. tricked by that. Like, if I can't swim after forty days, I thought that was real music. Oh yeah, who was? What was that? Uh, jars of clay. Yeah. Do you remember? Did you get jars of clay, RF? Remember? I think I do. I, I I remember the band. I don't. What's the f- song? Flood. Oh yeah, I heard this song. Yeah, like the I, yeah, I, I heard this song. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, this song. I didn't is, make the connection. This, is the this song is a banger. I remember once I was uh, I was at work. I was listening to like a hip hop album, and I was like halfway through before I was like, "He's rapping about Jesus." I felt so betrayed in the moment. Like I was like, <laughs> "Man, there's no swears in this album," which is unusual. And then I started to listen to the lyrics, and it was all about like praising him above. I'm like, "Oh, Jesus." Literally, Jesus. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, yes, Jesus. Um, but uh, I, I, I did find that um, that Kid Rock tweet that I mentioned. This, this oh. was this was from recently. Um, uh, hang on, I'll bring it up on the screen. Uh, yeah, I saw this 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 one out uh, like a month or so ago, maybe. Or well, we'll see. If- it was from June 9th. So Kid Rock from his Twitter account, um, this was after he, he had said the, the F word that is not fuck. Uh, if Kid Rock using the word Faggot offends, <laughs> offends you. you, good chance you are one. 
Either way, I know he has a lot of love for his gay friends, and I will have a talk with him. Have a nice day. Signed, Bob Ritchie. Who's Bob Ritchie? Bob Ritchie is Kid Rock's real name. Oh. <laughs> so so he's, he's, just he's talking a, himself oh, into he's the third fucking person. fucking mentally ill, yeah. First off, I love the move Brain in is... June 2021 that if it offends you, you probably are one. Yeah. If Okay. All right. And uh, but yeah, and then Bob Ritchie pulls out like, yeah, he's got gay friends, but I'll talk to kid about uh, about this. I there was a I can definitely say that there was a time when insanity and destruction seemed very cool. The idea of it seemed very cool. Are you saying that it's it, not now? No. I mean, no, to me, it, it doesn't seem oh, to like you, it okay. to me. Right. It doesn't seem like a very uh it's the, the more i see sort of um you know the more you see sort of uh instances of insanity i think because you see so much more of it now than you used to yeah all of the time i think of it as like a it's like a it's like a psychological contagion do you know what i mean yeah it's like they're they're like uh they, they, but uh, it, it's not I mean, I think this um, this era of music and new metal in general was a bit more what you would call aggro than because like going to any metal show that I've been to, everybody is actually very nice for the most part. And when somebody falls down on the mosh pit, like yeah, somebody is like up. picking picking them up. Like I've very rarely been at a metal show with like in a mosh pit and saw like there's the odd meathead that's in like the mosh pit, like throwing elbows and being a dick. But uh but I, I feel like the the mix is different for like a limp biscuit show where there's kind of where it appeals to like the the there's different types of like metal person. A lot of them are like just kind of like doofuses and like sure. losers and stuff but like limp biscuit is a different flavor of metal that is like for like the f- football team so there's there's a different vibe to it it's, but what does it mean it's it's, it's a, less of but but i would even say within he listened it, to it i listened to it you listen yeah, to it and it's even, like, even within but i think i think the vibe in a corn mosh pit would be probably way different than a Limp Biscuit mosh pit, even outside of like the Woodstock context, context, just going to one of their concerts. I mean, here, here's the thing that I think the document, the people who made the documentary, cannot come to terms. There are two things that I think. The, I think the documentary is good, but not for the reasons that it thinks it is. One that they seem to cannot come to the terms with that they've become exactly the the people who made this or the the people who they've picked to make the to provide the commentary cannot square the fact that they have come out exactly sounding like the uh the the conservatives who they they who well, who used to find se- hidden secret messages in the music they, they the took second. great pains to talk about how there was only the three women and yeah. like Alanis Morissette, Jewel and Cheryl Crow but they showed footage of their sets and nobody was like they if they didn't even have the footage of people being jerks. They, like they, they didn't, tried they, with Jewel. They like didn't. They tried to find like, and the most they got is someone looking bored. Yeah, like yeah. they there wasn't. It wasn't like when Rosie Perez came out and she just couldn't get a word out because everybody was screaming, "Show your tits! Show your tits!" Like when 
after they just got done that whole section about everybody like groping everybody. But that was at the beginning of the concert. That was at the beginning of the. But then, but then they like I'm picturing like obviously the the entire crowd is going to demand to see Jules tits. I want to see Jules' tits, but I want to. Yeah. Excuse me, but, Jules. But uh, the, me from the footage, the and they would have picked the footage that would most suit this story. But it was mostly just, yeah, people weren't as into it as other stuff. But they, they seemed at, really into Alanis Morissette. Yes, yeah, so Alanis was Morissette huge, looked like man. she was having yeah. a, a good time. Like you, you, she was huge. Thanks for right, that comment well. on Alanis Morissette's weight. She's really real. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough of that. But they make this and then the second thing is that they may they really kinda I I don't I don't think that the Dave Matthews band reception was any worse than Cheryl Crow or Jewel. That was a that was a fun Jamira uh, Koi. Oh that hat? Oh yeah. <laughs> it like That's a an odd choice for a all but, white native headdress. Yeah. The uh yeah, that was. It, That's it was not sort an of odd choice for Jamiroquai, though. Like that, that makes that fits. No, no, no. I mean, I meant Jamiroquai as a, cho- a choice for Woodstock '99. Is what I. Meant. I think they 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 probably had the core whatever, and then they're like, and let's throw in something for the girlfriends, and that's where like the Jewel and. Moby and Dave Matthews band. I owned the Lannis Morissette could, album and the I owned yeah, the Jewel Bitter Little Pill is a fucking awesome album. Jagged Little Pill, you idiot. Fuck off. <laughs> Bitter Little Pill. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, you can really. I, I think. I think the great. The, the other thing about a doc. The about a doc. About this documentary is that you can. You really see how you can really kind of invent a history of your own if you know with if there weren't people around if there weren't so many people around who already remember the music it really shows you that you can in a documentary you can just out of the raw data that you have out of the just the data you can just invent a story completely disconnected from the actual things that happened yeah well in that time but even within the documentary they're complaining about how the other documentary made the original one look much better than it actually was and kind of the road it's not true that's also not true because the woodstock i've never i've never watched there were there were there were two woodstock Woodstock, 69 there have been multiple woodstock documentaries and a lot of a, a lot of them woodstock documentaries did not make it look it showed raw footage and even the Woodstock 68 documentary looks terrible. It looks, I mean, it, you have to be of a certain sensibility to think that rolling around in the mud, not finding a place to piss, not, you know, sleeping in, you know, sleeping in filth because what that they, they is. Made, a, they made the 94 one in the section in this one look like it went relatively well. Aside, yeah, like aside from the, like the, the mud and the sewage, but. I don't know. There, it didn't. It wasn't. I. I. I don't. I, and I don't know how much of it is just that's not how it was spun. I don't know how the experiences would compare to somebody who was there. But I remember just you can. I can picture like there's lots of footage from Woodstock '94 that I've just got. Like I can still picture like Green Day playing and seeing the clumps of mud being thrown at them on yeah. the stage oh they showed that in this documentary too because like they showed billy joel like throwing shit back at them yeah and I, re- I remember that looked fun and again like that having that basically the double album was my image of what woodstock 94 was it had like a little picture book with it it had some titties in it which was nice when i was 
12. Um, yeah, I got, I got that from, but, but, but it is, and I don't know how much it's the time and how much of it was just the bands that they picked. They seem to lean a little bit more that this all happened because we picked angry white kid music. Whereas 94 really well, was. Why did they make the, why did they insist on this white thing being a white thing? Because it's like my Indian school, everyone was listening to Limp getting horn. It wasn't a, and we weren't listening to it, it was, because it was, it was an angry teenage music. boy music. Of course it was. Yeah, the, I think what they, is this, this revisionist history of turning it into this, yeah, the, but they, the, they the hit on the, and they hit on the truth of it accidentally. Like they were trying to steer the narrative the specific way, but like if you're paying attention, you you can see what happened, and it doesn't have to do specifically with white boys. It, it has yeah. to do with a bunch of people who were living in shit, listening to angry music, not able to have anything to drink, not able to fucking clean themselves anywhere, and just getting bored and pissed off by the end of it. And then you're implicating DMX as well, right? So then you're saying, well. Is DMX? Yeah, also they almost frame it like boys? this was the beginning of the end. As soon as DMX let them say N word, it got the hate flowing, and it just they they seem to have posited that as like the the flashpoint. Yeah, the, their idea of uh, uh, <laughs> it was like a, you know their idea of uh, of 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 you know maybe someone who was black who was going into Woodstock '99 was uh, perhaps like an improv person from uh, Brooklyn perhaps you know like we, Michael the, uh, the, the guy that does the voices Michael um, from uh, Police Academy that, what do you mean uh, the, yeah I know who you're talking about what do you mean Michael Winslow like Michael uh, Winslow uh, I was just gonna do a bit where Michael Winslow was at Woodstock 99 but he's not an improv guy was Seven Dust at Woodstock 99 I feel like yeah. I remember seeing their but they were they, not covered in the documentary I no, think I remember not. seeing their name on yeah the, Moby on was the, complaining Moby. about it he's like I, I, who, but he's like Sven Dust what the se- fuck Seven is Dust is a new metal band that had a black lead singer that, yeah let's just skip over their set yeah, but yeah, you can just completely invent whatever the whatever I mean, the hell you I mean, want. Like, as far it, as a it doesn't mean that it means anything, but they have showed a ton of footage and just looking at the crowd with our own eyes. There, I, there was, I didn't see hardly any non-white but people. But I'm sure that at at that time they weren't sitting over there counting. Well, the black one. There's another Indian. I would oh, I would guess that every yeah. single music festival that exists, except maybe one geared specifically towards. Brian likes to count them in the in the uh, in the food court. I mean, Coachella is yeah, probably. I just, just need to know where white. to stay away from. That's right. I, I I noticed at the end when they brought in like as a comparison, like Coachella is you know it's it's the anti what it's more what Woodstock should have been, and everybody's nice and they throw their garbage in the garbage cans, and then somebody comes on and is like, but there's still power dynamics involved. And his big example of what's wrong with Coachella is that. If you have enough money, you can buy a backstage pass and stand on the stage and have a better seat than everybody else, and that's not fair. I think there's an edit of that movie that you could make because, like, the the movie ends up being good in spite of itself. Yeah, but it if was you were to enjoyable, if you were to edit out the uh, the entertainment uh, journalists or the reviewers or whatever, because uh, uh, I think that would be, I think you could add a like a star to your your review. Yeah, I mean, having those guys in there, it is a, it is good because it kind of gives you the, uh, uh, the, it gives you gives you a sense of where we are. Yeah, 
right now that that thing that period in music really couldn't exist at all it was for whatever the for whatever the reason it was special you know for whatever the word special means it was special because it kind of it means special outside. in that way yes i i think this might <laughs> well, be well it was the, kind this, of retarded but it was special because it could exist outside of the crazy you know uh, the the finger pointing nurse ratchet yeah. style of that, that was the last for offer no 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 pretty much 99 like the early 2000s right. this, this is this and this is the only time that this phrase has ever been uttered but it would have genuinely been nice to get fred durst's perspective on this whole thing i think fred durst has lost his sanity i mean i wonder instagram and like He's got one photo of him looking. Yeah, I, I, I wonder if they asked and he refused or if they just didn't. I don't know. They should have asked him about his movie. Where, How uh, old do you John think Travolta he was? plays a retarded person. At the time, I'm going to guess maybe 25. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. And like peak ego. He's the Obviously. most popular band in the world probably at that yeah, time. I I worship those guys. I those for I, those first I liked two albums. It. I wouldn't say I worship. I never. Third, I never the had third a back, album. I never. Lost. I never had a backwards um, Yankee hat. Um, I owned the third album. I was a little bit embarrassed about it, though. Yeah, that that was when it like it, it hit for I me. Mean, our, but I, by I, then, I, I you know, like I was exposed to punk rock. For context, like even Nookie is uh, a different thing than kind of. The f- the first it's, album like three dollar bill y'all like the song count the song counterfeit I I genuinely enjoy yeah like the, the their cover of faith is still kind of okay but it's not a faith a faith a faith is that the song he's the like song I got it I uh, I I once um, I auditioned That's for a high event? school oh. musical and my audition was I popped in my headphones and I was listening to Limp Biscuit Faith and I sung along to it to the the teachers as, as, my, as my audition that's no. the that is the gayest story i've ever that heard in my entire so life. gay dude this this is <laughs> this, is the, John, this is the this is the quince sitting there with his fucking earphones on i guess I, I, would I, I, be nice I, I, if, 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 if i could, could hurt, hurt somebody and uh, but anyway this is this is the quintessential limp biscuit song it's called hot dog this is when they jump the shark. I, I would have say I would have said. I don't mind it. Aside from it. aside from the intro, this is the opening salvo of the album. Not bad. Oh, Jack. Oh, Not bad. Get the fucked up one. It's so this yeah, this, fucking music is so gay, dude. Like this, this the is, lyrics are so bad. Like when when I was fifteen years old, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is a fucked up world. Everything so sucks. Everyone sucks. That's yeah. a really good Fred Durst impression. <laughs> hey, hang on, I think I think I might be able. Hey, to find, you had a day where it's your find. mom didn't <laughs> listen to you. She didn't do your fucking laundry. I'll get a number two. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I just lost my job, you fucking gook. Hey, hey, it's a fucked up world. If you're not going to order something, I'm going to have to call the police. You're going to have to keep going. My mom didn't fold my laundry. She just left it wet. <laughs> Guys, I... 
I have a special treat. As as some of you know, I was involved with it with an artist named MC Crosswalk back in the day. No, no. Oh, and fuck, MC fuck Crosswalk geez. actually had a song that was a tribute to uh, to Limp Biscuit and Fred Durst. Don't talk about yourself in the third person. You're fucking I'm psychotic, dude. I was dude. his producer. You are no. This is John. John nobody John, cares please, about John, the cafe. This is nobody. Well, you're, you're fucking shit bullshit you. rap persona from like <laughs> ten years ago. I can't believe he's trying to fucking cafe. <laughs> Nonsense. Like, no one can know, or else it ruins the illusion. <laughs> oh, MC Crosswalk had to Shut up. suicide. This is you, dude. <laughs> oh come on, YouTube. Oh fuck. He's like, oh, I gotta go get something. Hold on. <laughs> I'll be right back, guys. Comes back with like fucking whatever MC. Where did John go? He's like, hey guys. All right, hold 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 on. This is the intro. Elbow deep, motherfucker. Yo yo, what's up? It's MC. Yo MC, what's going on? Y'all gotta get your cracker ass down to the studio right now. Right now, what are you fucking genius? You guys get yourselves ready for how good this is gonna. Well, we were talking and he. Yeah. Well, John, why don't you just call MC Crosswalk? Maybe he. What can if what if John it. was doing a limp biscuit? What what do you think John's limp biscuit impression? Like, Did you? Oh, I did, have, I, have you I just did. had one of those days where <laughs> mom it just kind of sucks? I, I did it all for the nookie. I did it all. So you can get that cookie and you can stick it up your house. All right, phone's ringing. It's a skit. Lod motherfucker. Yo yo, what's up? It's MC. You want to see what's going on? This voice Y'all gotta familiar. get your crack ass down to the studio right now. Right now, what are you talking about? I thought it was tomorrow. No, nope, I, I got this post nuclear jam. I want to get out. I want to spit it on the mic. I want to get it done. I can dig that, sucker. I'll be there in 10 minutes as long as it takes me to finish the bone. This I mean, song is called Post Nuclear Jam. You know what? It's like. We're introducing Elbow Deep as a new character. Pantera, Vogue, Display of Power. You got some, uh, song? What is this shit? This is, this is the worst nuclear band of them all. What are you? This is like a two minute, this is a minute 30 of it, isn't it? I, this is like from the diary of that guy from Seven, the fucking Kevin Spacey skeleton from Seven. Ladies and gentlemen, the chronic connection is in full effect. MC Quark, Elbow D, keep this hardcore shit, motherfuckers. This is so bad. I'm sorry, hater. Yeah. Which player haters? There's no, no one. Which player? You are not a player. They just hated you. He's, he's talking about the player haters at the music open mic down at the that at the Gillies. Man, they be hating on me at Peppers. Okay, but the F Yeah, that's the point. I wanted to have a lot of F words. Like, fuck motherfucker! Fuck motherfucker! Fuck motherfucker! Please, please oh, end it. Please, fuck I can't. I've never wanted to kill myself so, so much in my entire life. This is so life. horrible, dude. And I've been through I'm, some trauma. This now, is, you, need to, you need to imagine that I, song. This is the song John, his mother John, was listening I, to before she died, <laughs> by the way. John, I spent the entire night, the night that I found out that my wife had left me, <laughs> I spent the entire night on Listening the kitchen floor. Crosswalk. On the kitchen floor. And I would rather be on that kitchen floor <laughs> with that note in my hand, tears streaming down my face uh, at the realization that my life is over than listen to another second of that. <laughs> it's so horrible. No, I, let, let me let me paint a picture for you. It's a Wednesday night at the O'Leary's open mic. Uh, and uh, I've uh, 
I've, I'm trying to recruit a band to be my backing band so that I can do an MC cross. How'd that go? Um, I started playing that song and as it went on, I think with each fuck, I lost a band member. <laughs> you people your people were just getting up and walking <laughs> off of the stage. The drummer was laughing. And then when I got to the chorus and I'm literally just screaming, fuck motherfucker, fuck motherfucker, fuck shit into the microphone. Then the then my final band member has abandoned me, and me and my friend Dave, who was elbow deep, he was on stage with me, and uh, we uh, we started yelling at Brent Mason for censoring us, and then we uh, we dropped the mics and exited the. This is premises. a pattern with him, <laughs> and the, Ryan. And, and the, this has been the this has been the pattern with him since the beginning. Yeah, this is so just... we can't if when he does this, we can't ever be like, what are you doing? This is what he does. Yeah, this so is this never, is him starting a fight on a group it's chat. My, like, it's my origin that's, story. That's guys. he does this all of the Your time. <laughs> so after everyone sees this, you walk the your entire band, your entire room. The owner comes up. He's like, "Hey, you want to host a comedy open mic?" <laughs> Stop censoring me! What a retard, dude. I was what making a, a joke retarded. out of it. Obviously, did, did you no. fall, did you do a follow up performance where you had tape on your face? Um. Uh, no, not I. I don't think I was invited back. <laughs> no fucking shit. Well, good thing they didn't figure out you were MC Crosswalk, or else you would have never gotten the open mic. Or the uh, there's the been a few times uh, since then where Brent Mason, who I screamed at for censoring me, like the first time that I went back after I had started doing No Jokes Bard, I kind of was like, hey, I don't know if you remember me or not. <laughs> But I'm doing stand-up comedy now. And he's like, yeah, I remember you. Brent Mason was fucking hammered. But he gave me, like, a really nice introduction. And, like, it was a good... It was the least bad version of doing comedy at a music open mic. So, you know, we <laughs> really... like a magical... I really evening. buried the hatchet. I had a whole bit that was trashing uh, Brent Mason... Um, during, like, my uh, my live show in, like, 2002 that I did on the boardwalk stage. Why? Uh, he had also censored me years later as a comedian. No one is censoring you. Yeah. Well, Brian. I'm going to start. I want to throttle him. I'm going to start censoring him. I'm going to unplug his mic. Which one? <laughs> Can you please censor him? <laughs> oh, my God. Do yeah. not come. <laughs> Guys, but, Stop censoring but, me. Uh, Why? Should, should, we, uh, should we wrap her up? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I guess it is time. <laughs> Um, we spent the whole episode talking about new metal in Woodstock '99. It's pretty good. Oh yeah, because I guess you watched uh, you watched a movie. You watched that movie, right? Long Good Friday. We don't have to talk about it. Yeah, I had good. some things. It's I don't know. It's uh, I don't know if it's good podcast fodder. I, yeah, we can. Yeah, we, we, we can we'll hang out in the after party. Maybe we'll talk, talk about, about it a later. little bit. Yeah, but um, yeah, um, um, fucking rule. Oh yeah, the um, what do you got coming? Oh up sorry. Uh, well, the same ones that you have probably. 13th, 14th, 15th. No, 14th and 15th. 14th, there's a party at one Christopher Hovey's place, who is Chris Hovey is a comic who is having a, a stand-up show in on his backyard. with uh, yep, So if you don't know where that person lives, then I have you no don't idea. know how to... Hey, do you want to come to a comedy show at Chris Hovey's I house? Guess you, I guess you can contact Shane Ogden to... For their tickets, uh, yeah, lit, contact Shave Ogden. Shane Ogden, Shave Ogden. Yeah, Shane Ogden has a, a t bunch. Of, he lives on the uh, Chris is on the west side, and I'm doing this show with uh, 
uh, Dan Hendrickens the headline. Oh, Dan Hendrickens, Lynn Lynn Woods, and uh, Jason Guptill. Jason Guptill and some Shane and, and Shane and me and Chris and anyway. So and then there's a show at on the fifteenth, I guess. Well, two weeks from tonight, um, oh, yeah. Four Story Walk Up is going to take over No Jokes Bard. So uh, we're going to uh, we're going to do a little bit of comedy at the beginning, but then we're we're going to have a uh, a live podcast live from McGill's. I don't know if we're going to live stream it or not. I'll record it and put it out later, probably. So if you want to see it live, you got to be there. Pay what you can. And uh, what else you got? When's when's your punchlines? Oh, uh, 23rd, 24th, and 25th. So three shows I'll be featuring for uh, Derek Sagan. And I think it's hosted by a person. <laughs> it's going to be hosted by a person? Oh. Can you imagine? Not like a talking dog? or They're, they're going to take out the AI host guys. for one weekend only. <laughs> hey, guys, how about... That, I'm giving airline. you the information that I have currently in my head, guys. It's hosted by a person... Who whose name uh might Bill Cosby. Be, is Bill Cosby actually. Bill Cosby is gonna be no, I think it's Francois Weber, maybe. I think who's hosting it. The uh, white Bill Cosby. Uh I haven't said that. That was <laughs> I don't uh, I don't stand by that, that claim. Brian, but like like before we knew it was the Brian. views of Brian Godso are not necessarily not the, the views of four story walk up or its right. affiliates. Yeah. Well it looked um, it looked like a nice club. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah and you got uh, you got some shows coming up right um uh, next uh weekend next saturday i'm gonna be uh, uh featuring for uh, julian dion and uh jen grant at the charlotte street art center in fredericton so uh come down to that i don't know if tickets are still available or not but if they are come to that all right, and uh, a brief word from our sponsor. Uh, you guys are not with me on this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is St. John's number two stand-up comedian, John Forward. I'm here to tell you about my new show, From Inside the House, set this year's Fundy Fringe Festival, August 16th to the 21st at the BMO Theater. Being funny on stage is how I deal with the bad thoughts. I need this. I'm not happy about it either. But, like, there we go. From the inside of the house? What? Does it From say the? the? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. On the poster? That guy, no, sounded, that guy sounded familiar. I hope I didn't get those misprints. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see that. That voice sounded an awful lot like uh, MC Crosswalk. Yeah, uh, he's uh, he's the spokesperson for the it's, Fundy it's French you, Festival. It's you, I don't know. No, I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, pretty MC Crosswalk tragically committed suicide. If anyone needs to talk, you call the hotline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if anyone needs to talk after listening mm-hmm. to MC Crosswalk tonight. If only it were true. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, Fringe Festival, August 6th, yeah. uh, the week of the 16th. The Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Um Two of those are at 6 p.m. Prime time for stand-up comedy. So come on out. Do not come. Do not come. Do not come. I'd buy that. All right. All right. <laughs> you give up on that one like two seconds in now. This has been Four Story Walk Up. Thanks for listening, everyone. Brought to you by the internet. Now in computers. 
when I was at the panic room, we ran into this guy that was telling us about all his like international metal dealings. And metal ma- dealings? Yeah, just with bands and stuff. And uh, May asked him, uh, oh, is your stuff on YouTube? Like he has a radio show or something. He's like, no, it's online. Yeah. That's international now, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You got one download from Australia. I'm international. Yeah. Just one bot oh, he, from he Russia. Oh, Jerry! 80 countries, he says. Well, I'm sure it's true. Big in Namibia. That's it. Yeah, why not? 